Hello everyone, my name is Dan from Solo Press, and this is the first ever podcast we've ever done. This is part of our 12 Guides of Christmas marketing series where we go through different marketing tips for B2B and B2C businesses over the festive period. And today we're going to be talking about uh, how to keep customers into the new year. So I'm joined here by a couple of people. I'm joined here by Tom. Hi, thanks for having me. And also by Mark, who is part of our marketing team. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on, guys. Awesome. So Tom, would you like to tell us a little bit about your business? Yeah, so we're a full-service marketing agency based in Essex. Uh, we have over 20 years of experience. We we do a lot of services when it comes to marketing. So we, we do website design, search engine optimization to help clients get higher in search engines such as Google. Uh, we do Google Ads management. We do print, uh, graphic design, and social media marketing. Right, cool. So um, what kind of seasonal patterns do you... <laughs> observe throughout your business uh, over the year so this includes things like the summer holidays and Christmas yeah so we we pretty much use a marketing calendar and with that the team on a yearly basis are already planning for holiday seasons when it's not in season so for example coming up to our quietest time of the year May June July when the kids are off for school and people are going out on on holidays abroad um, we're already planning to tell our clients about marketing strategies they need to get ready for Christmas. The reason that we start planning in May, June and July is purely because we start getting really busy in August. So we need to start doing all of our marketing in-house a lot earlier than our actual clients. So Because we need to tell them and alert them to be ahead of the game as well. Yeah. So come to August, we're normally telling our clients... You know, you need to start a marketing campaign. You now need to think of what promotions you're going to be pushing out there. Um, and then come October, you've got Halloween. Uh, so if it's a product-based business, you might have something you're promoting. Um, and then come November, all hell breaks loose. It's Cyber Monday, Black Friday, and we're into a good period of, of Christmas. Then um, coming... So at the start of the year, uh, we find two sort of different types of businesses um so obviously you've got january sales which are for more product-based businesses that are more e-commerce online sort of businesses um but you also got your shops as well um but the service-based businesses aren't really thinking too much about january sales as much they're more thinking about the plan for the whole year and they're they're planning and and setting out a strategy for what they're going to do so does business go straight back to normal after Christmas or do you see a dip during Christmas or do you see a dip after Christmas? Because predominantly a B2B company would uh, be, get a little bit more quiet over that period and then start to pick back up over over January. Yeah, so we, we find January time we get a lot of inquiries where there's a lot of people planning to either have a new website or um, planning some sort of marketing campaign for the new year. But we find that time we do a lot of quotes and we find most of the business we have is from existing customers where we're all, we've already got that plan in motion. We already know what we're going to do. Um, it it can also be affected in February where, you know, if it snows, that can obviously, that can harm every business. Yeah. So it's, it's a bit of a funny period, January, February. Um, but yeah, it's like I say, it's, it's very much... Um, 
proactive in getting ready for whatever marketing strategy you're going to be doing. We normally find that everything starts being pushed and in motion normally in March. Um, If it's, like I say, if it's already an existing client and they're selling products, come January, we're we're already focused on selling for Valentine's Day and for Mother's Day. So we're already planning in January ready for, for February and March. Yeah. And I think that's primarily where we're quite busy, but then the new clients are obviously looking for the new year, so yeah. that's, that's where that changes. So speaking of the, your new customers that, that kind of, obviously they're quote hunting at the start of the year to uh, to see which one kind of meets their needs the best and obviously is the right price point, how would you say that you um, you win their business with you? What's, what's the best way to retain your potential new customers and actually make them a customer? Yeah, I think... I think the biggest thing is transparency and being open with your clients. Um, from, from especially from a marketing perspective, there's a lot of marketing agencies, and I think it can be very confusing. Um, what are you getting for your money? What what are they actually doing? And the thing that I've learned over the years is, you know, people just they want to know that things are being done, um, and they want access to whatever they can have access to. So we build like a, a dashboard where our clients can log in any time and they can see their KPIs, they can see the results they're getting. Um, but I think the most important thing is just communication. So whether that's, you know, just an email campaign to all of your clients, a letter, whatever it is, just keeping in touch with your clients mm. um, is sort of the most important part for the retention. But also, you know, if someone's asked for a quote, you know, follow up with them. Yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, I think it's just keeping keeping the transparency um, and the communication lines open, and they normally, you know, if yeah. if if they want to work with you, then fantastic. And something as simple as a letter, just to let a customer know that they haven't been forgotten about. No, no, be, exactly that. Yeah, you know, helps the uh, customer feel like they're they're well taken care of, despite not having done anything yet. Yeah. So one of the things actually we do, so just come to mind, is we have a portfolio. Uh, brochure pack so yeah. if someone comes for a quote we give them this portfolio pack now um, I think that that can obviously help as well because obviously you know if they are going around getting quotes they've got your pack on the desk and yeah. you, you're always in the back of their mind to, to look through that pack so and you're leaving that memorable um, sort of experience there um, that they can refer back to at any point. So we mm. use that as part of our sort of onboarding process for our clients, mm. you know, and that can that can that can be really helpful. Yeah, always like the packs. Yeah, the packs. I think it's good. essential to any business, really. Yeah. Uh, going back to um, the seasonal patterns. So, you know, when you mentioned over Christmas, it gets a little bit quieter. Is there anything that you try and do to combat the uh, the loss of business of that time? Well, not loss of business, but more the slowing down of the business at that time or is it something that you just take as uh, it's going to happen so just let it happen because obviously it will go back up during uh, January yeah I think it's it's one of them things as a business owner um, you know you get quite excited when it is quiet if, if you're a very busy agency like us where yeah. we're always sort of three to six months booked so when it comes to Christmas it's actually a nice feeling for us <laughs> to think we can actually have have a break have a little bit of rest yeah but um, yeah, we'll just use that time. A lot of a lot of companies, um, especially corporate companies, will will wind down, and they might even shut around the fourteenth, the middle, the yeah, middle really of December. It's really early, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've got a. Um, we've Is got that what you of, do? 
We, we don't as such, no. I mean, we did actually plan to do that last year and on record, December was our busiest time of the year and then we had a whole week off. It was absolute chaos. But wow. Yeah, you don't, you don't expect like existing, to see that. Existing customers, obviously, not it, new business. To be fair, it was a bit of everything. Oh, okay. um, so we, we had quite a lot of existing business and we had just randomly a lot of quotes all come through around the same period. So it was a bit mm. um, unexpected, and um, but you just have to adjust to yeah. the scenario. Um, but normally what we would expect, it would be our clean-up time, you know, yeah. the things that we need to work on for the new year, look at our KPIs, look at uh, what we're going to be doing for the new year, setting our own little business plan of what we're going to do um so yeah we do we do use use that time to sort of um gather our thoughts and put it all into action for the new year so you mentioned over christmas where you said last year it it was kind of um you you're obviously because you were busier your aov must have increased yeah um although that's not usually the case how would you say that your aov usually performs over christmas so yeah, so normally I would say August and Christmas are our quietest times of the year. They're, you know, August is everyone's on holiday um, and Christmas everyone's on holiday. So, yeah, of office <coughs> mode. Yeah, Switched so yeah. It's, that, that's exactly it. So you just find that, you know, um, because no one's around, obviously yeah. you're not going to get them sales. Um, I think where we've changed our business model and a lot of what we do is recurring business um that is becoming less so as things as things move on mm. um and yeah and that that that's that's helped us massively like yeah. like i say last year was a even even now is still our best month so um but that was probably only because we've put in a lot of recurring um services that we do so then any sale we got in is is good yeah so a couple of things now about um, about your new versus existing customers. So everyone sees on TV, we've got these adverts from uh, people like Sky and Vodafone and uh, just just generally for subscription-based services. And we see that there's a lot of them that will offer new customers only. Uh, for example, it would normally be $39.99 a month, but for new customers, um, $24.99 a month. As part of your um, ongoing efforts to try and retain new customers, would you offer something like that for uh, for them and give them a better deal than your existing customers? Or would it be more of a loyalty scheme so the longer a customer stays with you, um, the better kind of deal that they get? Yeah, I, I feel that um, more from the loyalty side works better because you don't know that client in that sense so you don't you don't know what that client's going to be like um in three months time yeah and and the guy that's been you know working with you for the last three years he means more to me than someone that i've just met in 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 a yeah. meeting and and it's going to be the same the other way around as well they've got they're not going to have the sort of the trust and respect uh from you within the first yeah, exactly. the first meeting so it's going to take time to build that relationship so i mean it does help obviously get people through the door and that's obviously why big companies do it um, but i think because we're more of a service-based company than a product-based company we prefer to um you know treat the loyal clients with a little bit more like you know you get a little bit more of these deals yeah. the more you order with us because like that's that's kind of how it works in a lot of um 
hospitality industries. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of that kind of um, relationship, how important are the personal relationships in that long in the long term business based basis? I think for us, it's it's probably the biggest part of our business is the relationship with our client because we we get very personal with um, what they're trying to achieve. And yeah. in doing that, we, we do need to know how they work. We do need to know uh, what areas we need to consider when we're doing a marketing campaign that might conflict against anything we're doing. Yeah. So it is a really important part of, of working together. Um, we actually find that, you know, we become a bit more of their team. So the relationship with a client is so important. And it's yeah. not just... I mean, it's not just that. You've also got to look at the fact that if you have a good um, working relationship with a client and they want to use you more, they're also going to refer you as well. So yeah, you, exactly. you, it's, it always works in your benefit, um, unless you want you don't want to work with them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. In which case, so, block the email. Yeah. That's a good point, because really, your success is their success and vice versa, and you're going to have that on an ongoing relationship. You want them to do well. And they're always gonna, be yeah, there, really. and they'll benefit from your business doing well as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of that, when um, relationships do turn sour, it can be a little bit of a, a big a knock-on effect on the business because you've got a lot of people, uh, well, maybe a few people working on the same project, and when that project's down, that means another client has kind of um, yeah. stopped doing business with you, stopped um, providing you work, and therefore reducing your your flow of. Um, income. It's the nature of it sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. what would the major threats be um, in order for someone to obviously stop doing business with you? And how would you kind of prevent that that thing? Um, so I would probably say that there's, there's always going to be some sort of threat with you losing a client. And sometimes it's completely out of your control. Um, some some of the times we've lost the client, it's just purely down to uh, more of a learning curve where we've not communicated enough with a client and we've been so busy on the ongoing jobs and the ongoing campaigns that we're doing. Mm. We've forgotten about Joe, who we did a website for three months ago, who actually needs some help. So sometimes, you know, the biggest threat can actually be yourself. Um, yeah. And I find that communication is really key to, to keeping clients um, sometimes, you know, someone's going to see some amazing offer, yeah, and you know, and it's too good to be true, and they go ahead and do it. But you know, a majority of the time, when that is when that does happen, they do tend to come back because yeah. it was too good to be true, um, sort of with their towel between their legs, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, in just in just like the last three years, for example, we lost. Um, we've lost three clients, um, and two of them have come back. So yeah. it's it's it that happens, and unfortunately, you know, I think if you just don't take it in a bad way, and you still offer the respect, yeah, because um, a lot of people can take it in a bad way if they lose a client. Yeah, take it very personally. Yeah, it sounds like you just embrace it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, gonna happen just, sometimes. Just help them migrate. Help them, you know, go to the new provider. Do the best you can. You know, at the end of the day, they've made a decision. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the time, they're only going to tell you once they've already signed on the dotted line. So, yeah. you know, just just do the best you can. And, you know, if if you haven't provided a bad service and they've left, you know, yeah. they're always going to remember that guy didn't let you down. So it's, yeah. it's, it's really one of them point. things. 
And would you would you say that there's you know you're com- uh, like for example a competitor taking a customer away from you? Do you actively take steps to uh, provide countermeasures so the customer won't leave? No, I mean I'll be honest. Sort of if I if I went back about four years ago, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of count- countermeasures, so it was hard to leave. Yeah. Um, but I find that creates a lot of negativity. Would you say that competitor activity influences what you do in terms of trying to keep customers? So, for example, if you've got a competitor saying, I've got a better deal uh, for six months of SEO than you do. Um, yeah, sometimes it can do. Um, a lot of the times, you know, you can come back to them and say, does it sound too good to be true? And that might make them obviously think about it a bit more. Um, a lot of the times, if someone's not happy with a result, it's actually probably because they need more and they yeah. it, you know, they probably can't afford it. So, um, so it's really down to them to look at their business and, and work out whether it is actually a better deal. Yeah. Um, it is hard. I mean, them, them situations happen, you know. So it's, it's, it's just about sticking to your values and what you offer and how you do things. And yeah. as long as as long as you do that, you'll be fine. Um, you know, if someone's offering something at half the price, you don't want to cut corners yeah, and exactly. do something just at to lower try quality. And that customer. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. So, would you say that competitors actively try and poach from you as a business? That's a hard question. Yeah. Well, the thing is, a lot of the time you don't know. You normally find out when. They've gone. Yeah, when they've Probably. made when they've made a decision. Um, but we we've had it we've had it over the years a lot. Um, like I say, if you've got a good relationship with the client, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. But you know, if they've got time to sit there um, and ring all of your clients, then that you know that should ring some alarm bells that they're not busy. Which you know, there's normally a reason. Yeah, for yeah. That. I think once a client is actually quite settled and you know established in what they're doing within an agency as well it's going to give them less want to go and look yeah. elsewhere anyway you know they're going to be firmly happy where they are yeah you know, that's that's another thing isn't it's it it's exactly that i mean even if it's even if you're doing print or it's your website you know there's a lot of time that goes into that and a lot of planning yeah. and you know to suddenly just switch cuz something might seem cheaper it you know it's the time that goes into it as well yeah. so you know, it's not always easier to switch. You know, whether you're, whether it's internet at home, you know, and yeah. you're saving, I don't know, five pound a, a month. But you then you've know. got to wait for the new box, and you've got to wait for the technician to come and fit it. That's and like the the gap between the, moving from agency to agency. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. it's the whole you know start again process. Yeah, it's but. it's probably I'd say the thing is is as well. It's like that times you know times ten or twenty. Yeah, when it comes to time and inconvenience, you know. A business can't run without a lot of marketing, so yeah, you know, it's 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 not always about being cheaper. It's just about delivering um, for the cl- for the client. But yeah, I mean, it happens all the time, and it always will happen. And it's not, you know, I there was a time when that was me. So you know, you've got to start somewhere. Yeah, um, it's just more of a pain in the backside when it's a bigger company. Um, trying Did to you mean client. like when you said that was me? As in that was you early in throughout your business trying to find new clients, even trying to offer them to switch or 
Yeah, so well, obviously you've got to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, and when you haven't got a portfolio, I mean, I'm talking like, gosh, a really long time ago now, um, probably going a good 10 years. But there would be a point where I was selling something and I had no proof of what I could do. So you'd be proactively trying to get the client in order to get paid um, or to try and get some future business. So yeah, that would that would require that would require calling. Um, back then, it was yellow pages. Um, nowadays, it's Google. So yeah. it was yeah, you know, it's a big change there. So. Yeah, that's a throwback right there. Yeah. Yellow pages. Wow. Yes, I used that for my monitor once. It's like what, just to hold it up. Yeah, just use the yeah. No, just put it there. It's like I need monitorizer. Yellow pages. There's not, nothing useful for it these days. Now that you, as you say, you've got Google, I'm not going to put that in there. Don't let everyone know that I used to use Yellow Pages as a monitorizer. I think it won't be very useful information. You could do. I doubt anyone would really care. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the way it got smaller and smaller throughout the years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it just got really did, small. I think the last edition of it, it was, it was like, so sad. Yeah, all, yeah. It's like it was, Yellow Leaflet now. Yeah. Uh, so, Mark, did you want to go on to do this question? So, moving on quickly just shifting gears to print how do you use print to promote your business now and into the new year um so like i mentioned earlier we we do a portfolio pack so what we'll do is we'll collate all of the work that we've done from the previous year and we'll put that into a portfolio pack and we offer like a welcome pack when we have a client when we're onboarding so a lot of what we do when it comes to print um helps onboarding clients um, but we have like a shop front in South End, so as well we'll we'll have a poster out the front to promote um, anything. From Solar Press, yes, from Solar Press. Yeah, <laughs> just have to get, get your posters to that. That's yeah. it. That's it. So yeah, so just just letting clients know. Um, well, we tend to we'll tend to have a poster on whatever it is we actually need to push a bit harder. So we, we tend to find that it will be less. It will be less on the things that we're getting inquiries for on a day-to-day yeah. business. And that's the thing. You've got like a window of opportunity to like grab their attention at that point. And if you've got, you know, front... And it is actually POS a window. or something. Yeah, a window display. And exactly. And that. it gives you an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. really good. Ignore that stupid pun, but whatever. Yeah, actually I is. didn't even hear that. Well, you said there's a window of opportunity and he's actually got a window. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> He didn't even realise he said it. No, no. That's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. Kind, of, kind of cool. We'll leave that in. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. So, so when you, I know you've obviously mentioned your, um, you've got a few different types of print already, but what would you find is the most effective type of print? Um, you've got your light box at the front of the building. Yeah, I mean... But for things like maybe flyers and leaflets, do you use... We, we don't tend to do leaflets that much. Um and there hasn't really been a reason that we that we haven't. It's just because our marketing's been fine. Um, yeah. Maybe if it got a little bit quiet, we'd probably try that a bit more. And you're predominantly digital as well, so yeah. So yeah. So exactly that. So if we're pushing more digital, you know, um, leaflets are going to be a bit harder for us. Yeah. Um, and it's not obviously going to show the proof is in in the pudding, if you like. So. I mean, the light box works works well for us. It it shows what we do, um, and we change that for seasonal promotions throughout the year. 
Um, but I, I would predominantly say brochures um, are probably the best form of yeah. print for us because they're, they're great handouts. It's better than a, a business card. It, it goes through things in more details and, you know, people can take a good read and look through their own leisure. So, yeah, definitely. I'd say brochures are probably the best thing for us. Awesome. The and light box must be good at this time of year when it's really dark. and it's like When it gets dark at 2 p.m. 2 p.m. <laughs> 3 yeah. o'clock. It's like... Yeah, no, it's, it's it good. People be walking past. It's good. And we, we're literally right outside um, traffic lights. So cars stop. Stop. And that's the right all they place. see. That's yeah. opportunity, yeah. Yeah, so it's not... It's, not it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And finally, to wrap up this podcast, uh, what would you say would be one tip that you'd give to b2b uh businesses across the country who are listening to our first ever podcast okay so one tip i i would say for example if someone's bought from you um always don't forget to say thank you one thing um every business forgets is we are humans and when we all deal with each other so saying thank you will um, do really well for your for your business and obviously help them you know realize that you appreciate the business you've given them so you know you can say thank you in all different ways you know you can you could have branded USB pens or whatever um, send them uh, you know some wine or whatever it is um, just just uh, even if it's a card just say thank you and you know especially over Christmas time that's when it'll be most appreciated oh, yeah definitely yeah so we we use Christmas to um, we send all uh, Christmas cards to all of our clients um, some may get slightly special things at Christmas they might get wine etc but yeah <laughs> um, but yeah no yeah just to say thank you for, for, for their business you know and that they appreciate it and then they'll realise as well you know that you appreciate you appreciate the money that they've given you for what you've what you've mm-hmm. done for them awesome right so that concludes our first podcast Uh, We'll be back in a couple of weeks or so and we'll be talking about Beyond Christmas for B2B companies and we'll be explaining uh, what you should do once you're in the new year and how to retain customers through that new year as well. So my name's Dan. I've been with Tom and Mark. Thank you very much for listening.